Hello and welcome to episode five of season three of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad to be here uh, tonight. We're going to talk about some movies. Uh, and, you know, we we talked last uh, time about the stinker uh, that is 2023. And unfortunately, folks, um, it's a it's a second round of stinkers for you. But we actually have some. We have got some interesting things to say. Some really good people involved in a lot of this, uh, this these movies. Um, some interesting uh, career choices, things like that. So, uh, you know, plenty to talk about. Up first, uh, episode five, we're going to be talking about Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. Ooh. James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional fictional island of La Tolca, when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, starring Alexander Skarsgård, that's the Skarsgård if you're wondering, uh, Mia Goth, and some other people. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, His his wife, Cleop, Played by Cleopatra Coleman is is uh, worthy enough of screen time to be mentioned, but yeah, this is really um, Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård's uh, vehicle. What a joke! Yeah, I mean they they definitely uh, hog the sc- hog, hog the screen. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, man. So look, uh, for those that are unaware, Brandon Cronenberg is the child. Uh, the nepo baby of the one and only David Cronenberg. I think uh, the fly in pretty much every great body horror that was created in the 80s and 90s and still making movies. So uh, Brandon made Possessor a couple years back. Two years? Or is it 18 or is it 20? I think it was 2020. Yeah, yeah, it was 2020. So at any rate, Possessor, yeah, it is 2020. Uh, I gave that like a nine star, uh, nine out of 10 possessor was beautiful. It had violence. It had weird, crazy, trippy shit and all done extremely cinemagraphic, high level execution. Uh, I don't remember the DOP or cinematographer, but it was a beautiful movie, crazy out there script and story, but a good thrillery sci-fi horror film. And so I was like, yes, infinity pool, more of that, please. Yeah, when uh, I heard about Possessor, I actually pre-ordered it on HD DVD as soon as it came out. I, you know, watched it right away. I wasn't that hype on it. I gave it like a seven. Uh, it was a very good movie. Um, I was, you know, I was kind of expecting a little, I don't know, a little more from it. I guess it was a little slow, a little too artsy, a little... Yeah, but... Bro, like if you look at the shit that we've been watching. Oh, uh, no, hey. It, like, it's like. <laughs> Comparatively, you it's know. It's Schindler's List <laughs> yeah, compared yeah. to this year so far. Yeah, no, that's. You true. know, you talk about pacing or interest level of what you're being shown. And yeah, it, you know, whenever you, you, you look at that, it really can uh, impact the way that you perceive it. Uh, but no, everything absolutely. needs to be graded within its own thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, simply put, 
uh, Infinity Pool. Uh, let's see. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. tough it's a tough rate. Uh, you know, we, we it starts yeah. off it's it starts off pretty strong, pretty intriguing. I'm paying attention. I'm really kind of like I want to know. Give me you know give me more. Give me more. Um, Unlock the secrets. There's a yeah, weird premise yeah, yeah. which we'll get into. Yeah, it has uh, a, a little it, bit later, but yeah, it you def- want to know what's happening. It definitely starts off really strong, and then you know yeah. we get we get some like bizarreness, which we'll talk about after the, in the, you know in the. Uh, in the spoiler uh, side of the conversation, um, you know, and then and then they kind of give it to you, and you're just like, uh, okay, okay, uh, that's that's one way to to do it, <laughs> and uh, and then you're like, okay, well, well, let's let, you know they they can go anywhere from here. Let's uh, let's see what they do, and they just kind of they just kind of more of the same it and kind of limp along and drag it out. They don't really do much more with it. They just they just do it over and over and over again until it kind of just ends the way you kind of naturally expect it to. Sure. Um, and, and and I don't know. For some people, that was probably like a a, a good payoff. Um, but for yeah, me, yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's. It's just mulling things over. I think if yeah. it's the biggest failure of the movie, it's that it doesn't like take a stand with trying to convey or communicate a certain message. It just presents a bunch of crazy shit and you can think about some things. There's some stuff to ruminate on and ponder the repercussions of said uh, technology existing at this resort fictionally and what that would do to a person and all of the things like that, the culture that's there. But um, it doesn't really handle it in a way where it seems like he really cares to talk about that. You know, it seems like the director of Brendan Cumberbatch doesn't really want to answer anything or solve anything. He just wants to kind of do weird shit. And I'm completely for that. But because Possessor did have a lot of themes and had a thrillery angle to the sci-fi horror of it all, there was a story that did have a progression that you could follow that was very meaningful and interesting and rewarding to, to dig into. And this infinity pool uh, is just an infinite loop of just the stuff and no real concrete thing to try to uh, nugget of truth or parable to, to walk away from. And so it's, it's unfulfilling in that way. Yeah. Uh, so I feel a similar way to you. I don't think I'm as hard on it on score, but let's find that out. Uh, yeah, I think I gave it a, five um, oh sweet i gave it also a five out of ten yeah, yeah i think and i think i do it because i can't recommend it in good conscience but it's not bad right and right. so if i'm saying a c is a c then it's a c it's yeah it has a visuals and has some a acting from time to time but yeah. it doesn't do much and so yeah. Yeah. The masks were creepy, but I mean, they didn't they didn't quite get me there as far as like. Oh well, yeah. Let's get into some of the cool shit yeah. that we like about it then. Yeah. Because there's definitely some really fun stuff. I okay. So you know you know it's Cronenberg. So even though it's not David Cronenberg, it's there's gonna be some gross shit in there, right? So like right away, that first weirdness I was talking about is like, uh, you know, Skarsgård goes off to take a piss, and uh, Mia Goth comes over and like jerks him off, like. Mm-hmm. So like so but like so there there's like him taking a piss and then like the stream hitting the rocks and then like him getting jerked off 
same camera angle of like just his like torso but now she's like behind mm -hmm. him like and they're just like gyrating together and then of course you know plop 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 a couple s drops of semen on the rocks and it's like it's like i don't know semen on the rocks that sounds like a great drink shaken <laughs> not stirred don't stir uh, it. no yeah there's definitely ro ropes are definitely falling in frame and i love that visual i thought like when that scene happened i'm like yes this is creepy and weird and disturbing there's gonna be some sort of a sexual tryst or angle here going on that's gonna like get into madness you know i remember seeing yeah. at the premiere uh or photos from the premiere of scars guard being brought out on a leash by mia goth mm -hmm. and everyone was like oh what is this weird bdsm stuff and a lot of times you know when things like that happen just like with everything everywhere there's a large part of the country that's like what is all this straps and leather i don't get it these kids are weird and it's like, I, how does, how is there still people in the world that don't know about the whole BDSM subculture and kink and all that? Like, it's like confusing still. Like, Pulp Fiction and the Gimp that came out forever ago, and yeah. it was going on before then. Yeah, I don't get uh, it. So I was uh, excited whenever I saw that, and then I saw the, the, the ropes happening uh, at the beach. I was like, cool. There's gonna be some weird, funky stuff, and it might might get me a little hard and this is exciting so i'm excited getting yeah. there yeah and then like so so ultimately for me like where this movie failed besides the the kind of no story no ending just a bunch of weird stuff is and and i think we've brought it up in the past or if, if we haven't mm -hmm. here's my first uh here's my first tirade uh Ooh. hollywood really loves movies about itself right Every hmm. time there's a Hollywood movie about what's going on in Hollywood, it gets critical acclaim, it gets nominations, blah, 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 right? Um, okay. I, fuck, I fucking hate all of these movies because the last thing I want to see is rich people being rich and trying to have problems because fuck you you're you're rich and famous you, you don't get to have real problems you you can have fake like i've got a lot of money problems but you don't get to have uh -huh. real problems um right, and and, and, and it's life yeah even though this movie um is not about hollywood it is mm -hmm. about oh, rich people having problems <laughs> so so it's kind of like oh man how hard life must be to like you know do whatever you want and this one guy just yeah. one guy james is like not doing the thing you want him to do so you're gonna like threaten to kill him and ruin his life because he won't be your fucking dog like come on <laughs> like okay so i mean <laughs> i get what you're saying i can i can understand that there's you can't like attach and relate uh to one of the characters because and you find hard to have any kind of empathy or, or sympathize with any of them because Ex they're all just exactly and i think exactly. that, that is the point yeah, yeah so but... i'm not emotionally connected to anyone so right you know so i'm so basically i'm in for the story and the visuals and he gave me some visuals he gave me some gore i really liked the scene where um where we thought the guards were at least killing him and then they like applaud sure. like that was a that was a cool yeah that was a good the, the way they laid that whole thing out um yeah so i want to just address the idea for anyone that might not have seen it and is just listening the whole idea of that this resort and the hedonistic uh subculture that's existing is more or less uh 
there's a special technology at this resort where if something really awful, horrific uh, happens to someone or you do something awful and horrific uh, crime that you shouldn't have committed in this instance, uh, spoilers, uh, there's an accident. Uh, James accidentally hits a pedestrian with this car that they're borrowing from someone on the beep on the uh, resort and kills them. And they try to cover it up the next morning. Cops find them. People have confessed. They know it was you. You're going to be executed. But the punishment is death. But there's this special technology they have where they can make a clone of you. The clone dies. You live. And it just costs a lot of money. And this is how they're able to, you know, uh, finance all of their operations and make money for themselves. And it's probably under backdoor dealings where they just happen to happen. This is like the crux of the the moral dilemma or the interesting thing is like. It, so if you're wealthy, you can just go here and do fuck all. And you can do the most heinous things, and that's what we're going to watch for the rest of the movie. But it's like, okay, what does that lead to? And it's like they want to talk about that, but they're not really getting into the weeds with it. So with James's character, he sees that as an out. He goes through it, and you think, okay, well, like the whole psychological trauma of that. There's the whole idea also uh, a la Prestige. Spoilers if you don't know Prestige. Are you the one that ends up in the box, or are you the one – up on the stage getting the applause uh, whenever you're cloned. Which one is your mind right now transferring to in some sort of a way that you could realize like that it feels like you? You know, you don't really know. Are you the real one or are you the clone? And there's no way to really prove it. There's interesting stuff there. That's a very fun dialogue to have uh, with someone about what that means and where it can go, but the movie doesn't really ever do a whole lot with it. And the only sympathy that you can have with James is that he's technically... <laughs> there's a couple things that's like, it's a flawed premise because James played by Alexander Skarsgård, the beautiful, gorgeous, tallest, most delicious drink of water. You could imagine of a man I'm led to believe is a failed writer that has no agency of fighting back or defending himself against shitty people that are both less attractive and physically weaker than him. Somehow he's the cuck in all of this. And I'm like, Look at him. How is this possible? I do not believe this for a second that he would be acting in this kind of manner. Like, just look in the mirror, dude. You're, you know. So yeah, there's that. Uh, but then the sympathy that you ha have with him is that he, he's a uh, he's a failed writer in some sense. Uh, he doesn't come from money. His wife is the one that is financing it. So there's this sort of uh, role reversal with his. Uh, purpose for being there and or how it, he comes to live in this environment with him and so you can attach to that because he's like a normal guy kind of but he's living like this and he obviously enjoys the perks of living it like that like so there's stuff there it just doesn't the movie doesn't do a whole lot to really have fun conversations like this this is me really reaching and trying to talk about it but the movie isn't going to do anything else with it uh i'm coming up with all this on my own it's not doing it necessarily in a way that's interesting right 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 exactly it's frustrating yeah. because it could be there. There's all kinds of cool shit you can do with that. Like, what are you doing? Excuse yeah. me. All right. Well, uh, so the thing about it is, like, the debauchery begins, and then it's just more debauchery, more crazy scenarios that they yeah. get themselves in. And funnily enough, there is a twist. It's not an M. Night Shyamalan-level twist, but there is a twist uh, why don't you describe the twist of like the the reasonings? Uh, because James seems like he becomes one of the elite here. They save him, and then he's yeah. like doing crazy shit with them. 
Yeah. What where does that all leave? So so yeah, so James is like part of that thing and sh- and his wife leaves the island and he stays behind to keep to keep doing crazy stuff and killing his clones yeah. and and all that other stuff and then they they you know then the police captain gets kidnapped and he's got to like beat him to death or something and he does he does beat him to death and then they take the mask off and it's it's actually a, a James clone that they set up for him as a prank and this is where mm-hmm. James kind of starts to fall out with them a little bit and and we all think as a viewer we're like we're like oh that was fucked up but they think it's cool and we don't yeah. really think too much about it we're just kind of like on James's side like yeah man yeah we get, think yeah, that man, he was out of there. you know yeah. and yeah it was fucked up they did a real shitty thing where they just like they took advantage of the technology yeah. and now they're he's he was torturing himself yeah. thinking it was the cop and they were just like yeah. drunken depravity so where but this so where this he goes, goes to we, leave he's yeah, on the bus yeah, and he's trying yeah. to leave he's on the bus and they're trying to leave and they they like they pull that bus over they pull him out of there they they tie him to the car and make him like pull it like in neutral i guess uh, mm-hmm. or they're or they're just driving behind him real slow and She's, you know, Mia Goth's got a gun and pointing it, pointing it at him and just like... Yeah, just casually drinking wine. And and the, like, uh, rules and laws mean nothing yeah. to these people. Yeah. So then she, she you know, she, in, in some some unfortunate exposition, explains <laughs> everything that's going on instead of, you know, us being shown it. You know, uh, she, she literally goes on like a few, like a couple minute long monologue of like, uh, why they think he's pathetic and they are just having fun with him and he's just a giant joke to them and mm-hmm. you know this pisses him off and he like takes off and she shoots at him but he, he, he runs he, away he, gets, yeah. he, he does get away and and mm-hmm. you and you think that there's gonna be like some some kind of revenge thing too and and there just there just isn't he you know he manages to oh no wait 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 yeah he kind well, of he he, kind, he he brings himself back in. Because they what they catch him at the farm, and they actually like bring out a rat, like a dog. They call it the dog, and it's like a almost like a rabid version of him. And right, it's another clone that seems like, feral at this like, point. Yeah, it's like we're gonna kill you if you don't kill your yeah kill your... kill the dog, James. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he does, but he doesn't do it because he wants to. He does it because he gets attacked by the dog. Um, yeah, like he, and he, he finally he, he has fight or flight gonna, finally yeah, kicks yeah. in. He yeah. finally becomes the alpha male and yeah. takes control and beats himself to death. Uh, just pulverizes yeah. uh, this clone's face in with his bare hands. And uh, so there's gratification that occurs there that, you know, you see him like, overcoming this shitty journey that they put him on. Uh, and then the conclusion is just him like talking to his wife saying he's on his way. You see him tidying yeah. up his three urns of the ashes from the clones that he's Killed had died now in his stead. Yeah. Also, like he sees all of them now in like plain clothes acting completely normal at the terminal. And yeah, they're all, the, pa- and they're the group all, like, of people that he's with, they're yeah. now going to leave Holiday, and they're just acting like normal people on the the shuttle to the airport talking about, oh, i got to get back. To, i got to get back to my, my uh, office, take care of some whatever. It's just yeah. random, mundane, banal chit-chat, yeah. like as if the insane shit didn't happen. Didn't happen, And you can right. just tell, like, this is what they do. This is their annual retreat that they take, and yeah. they just do they, – they cut loose. Um, 
And uh, he, you know, we think he gets on the plane for a moment. Mm -hmm. But this is the rain season, the reason that everybody has to leave. Right. Yeah, um, monsoon they, season's they, they, coming up. Yeah, they close the resort. And he's just sitting out there in the rain. Yeah. And, uh, just sitting there letting the rain hit him and it hits. Mulling goes, it over. And it, and it goes to credits and it's like. Yeah, like. It's very it, unsatisfying. Like. Right, because there's so many things going on and it, it could be interesting, but that doesn't. it's not trying to say anything. It just it leaves you there. Um and not in a way that's fulfilling. It looks good. It there's good acting. There's some cool uh, gore and stuff effects that occur with some of the deaths. It's not as in your face as possessor, uh, gore or physicality level. Right. But there's plenty of stuff there. You know, uh, not as much unnerving things, which you know, which is fine. It's just there's uh, it's very ho hum. You know, we're very neutral on it because it's a very neutral movie. There's cool stuff to be had, but it's not uh, when you compare it to Possessor, it, it pales. It's yeah. it's nowhere near as tight of a narrative or visual language as Possessor is, which is yeah. consistent from tone in tone the whole way through. Like, and I was excited because you know Infinity Pool starts with an amazing visual too that completely unsettled me. I don't know if it did you, but like it has the visual where they start to screw with the camera and they do these aerial shots and it yeah. slowly rotates. And there's there are visuals. The shots are like of beach umbrellas but because you're starting to lift up and, and rotate the camera they start to look like razor blades or gross sharp uncomfortable things and it's like there's this nausea that i felt right at the beginning of this movie with this montage of this intro to the island and i was like whoa man i'm already kind of uneasy from the way that this started i like that it put me in that mood and then it's starting to dabble and you're into it but then it just it like we said, it, it doesn't go anywhere from there. It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it had a had a decent premise, and um, you know, it had it had a bunch of nice pieces. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't come together. Yeah, the visuals with the masks. We didn't mention the masks, but the oh. gang kind of puts on these masks uh, because there's like a Those it's almost the... like a De Dia de los Muertos type thing, on candy skull island, type yeah. thing on the island but they're the most grotesque things yeah. uh what's that thing uh, there's a there's a, a a word to describe the it's like tripophobia or something the the holes or the dots the repeated holes it's like a there's a name for it i can't remember okay. but it's like tryptophobia or something where if you see all those repeated holes like blackheads or just divots in certain thing uh it can like elicit like a, a really sick uh, guttural response from someone like it can really freak them out and oh, like okay. there was one mask that had that effect to it and it was disgusting i don't know <laughs> if you noticed that one they, they were all grotesque they were all grotesque uh, yeah for sure. yeah i think i think his mask was probably the most grotesque i think they probably did that on purpose uh i want to say it's like fear of holes let me just double check uh trypophobia yeah trypophobia. the most common phobia you've never heard of yeah okay Fear of many holes. <laughs> so that's uh, a weird one if you think like I'm thinking. Well, uh, box office 5.1. That's not a ton of money. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's an indie type horror. If it did one, it's even one thing, and I think we both agreed on this, is that it has both uh, – it solidified our – how over we are with uh, Mia Goth. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, X was great. Um, Pearl was James. bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Pearl was so, bad, but like her performance was was excellent. Uh, and then and then this movie, like 
Yeah. I mean, the, she, was, she, she they, was fine for most of it, but there were times where... They steal where she... the scene from the Warriors with the clinking bottles, <laughs> except replace Warriors with James <laughs> uh, and have Mia Goth screaming it, screeching it. Yeah, that's what screeching it. Is. it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look, if anything, you know, she went uh, all the way. You know, yeah. she didn't hold oh, yeah. back. And I applaud that. It's just it's grading for sure, and it's kind of I think a little bit too hammed up and over the top. Uh, I think it could have been a little bit more subdued to be more fearful and scary and creepy, unnerving, off-putting, just not in this way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, what's coming out with her next? Uh, Maxine's going to be coming out the right. trilogy conclusion for so. Ty West's uh, X uh, trilogy, which you're wearing the the X T-shirt now. So I am. She's at least got that coming up, and we'll see if they're going to do other stuff. I mean, she obviously is a gorgeous and uh, woman and can act well. I am sure she has a more of a future in film. Uh, she uh, has been doing these cult movies for the most part. Uh, Infinity Pool currently sitting at a, oh gosh, sorry, 87% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and a 51 audience. Uh, that jives with kind of like what we would expect. We can I can see why someone might consider it a thumbs up versus a thumbs down uh, critically. Uh, like I suppose if I had to say thumbs up or thumbs down, I probably would say thumbs up. Right. You know, a five is middle road. Yeah. If it were to lean, it would probably lean as a thumbs up because obviously it's. I don't think it deserves a thumbs down. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know if if I had because I gave it a five as well. If somebody said, "Gun to your head, you have to give it a six or a four, I think I'd actually give it a four. But that's a really silly predicament to find yourself in. Yeah, um, I don't know who would do that. That's just crazy. Yeah, what a weird Brandon Cronenberg. Would <laughs> I do mean, that. it's it, you know who would do that. Uh, Mia Goth's character from this movie would do that. Yeah, she would do that because <laughs> she wouldn't care. <sighs> yeah, there All wasn't right. enough jerking off. There was too much other stuff. It would be cooler if it was just a uh, you know weird sex stuff. I don't know. And you find out like there's the, some, like, the, hidden, the hidden weird sex montage island. wasn't even that that good. It was, it was no, way, it wasn't way too uh, psychedelic, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, that's what they do. Like he kind of did it in Possessor, although Possessor's visuals had much more allure to them, where I think even like the the female lead in the movie, I can't remember her character's name, uh, but at one point you see her with a penis and she's because she's like living the mind of another oh, character. The character. And yeah. so she's having sex with a woman as a man and like all of the weird things that go on you would imagine would go on if you somehow could put your consciousness into somebody else's yeah. is there. And like the visuals, they live up to what you yeah. might experience. And it's really cool. This one, it, it doesn't in that kind of way. Yeah. It doesn't have a consistent tone with like the, the, uh, the score either. You know, it doesn't set that mood the same yeah. way. This one, this felt flatter than possessor did. Yeah. The, the, uh, actually I, I noticed that I, that I didn't like the music very often. Yeah, in, in it just felt too. It felt yeah. too middle of the road. Like I've heard these sounds before. It doesn't sound like an interesting divergence from yeah. other synth type based orchestral I, mixes. I will give Cronenberg a little credit for Infinity Pool over Possessor. Way less penis. So thank you for that. <laughs> the penis upset you? No, no, no. There's just a lot more of it in Possessor. And if, no, if, I sure. to, if I have to choose between more or less penis, you know. this is a um a penis renaissance, Nate, that we are in. <laughs> I don't know if you know hey, this, but there's uh, a certain comfort level with penises. I'm okay uh, with in penis film in now. My, Yo, in I love it. I, it's uh, great. I mean, it's only fair it, for comedic you can't effect. You full bush and tits <laughs> for years and years, decades of yeah. film at least. And before then, 
just all of human life, you one of male my, gays assholes. One of my but now, fa- finally. <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite laughs in one of my favorite romantic comedies, which is also kind of underrated. Uh, I, I think you might have froze again. Yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, yeah, that, that yeah, penis Jason gag. Jason penis is completely burned into many people's brains. Yeah, that scene is hilarious. <laughs> it is fantastic. Uh, I think I, I was listening to someone talk about it. I think he was on, he was on some uh, podcast recently, and uh, he, was, he was mentioning, um, someone was mentioning how it was on at like a barbershop regularly. And uh, they would always get to watch the customers react to that scene. Like, cause it was like one of the tapes that they always had to play. It could have been the fish jelly guys. I don't remember, but like wherever they were getting the hair done, like they had that as one of the regular movies they would put on. And so it was fun for them as employees to watch customers react to his penis flashing on the screen. Yeah. Always a good scene. Uh, hey, stay tuned for more penis talk because we got more of it tonight. We got more. There's there's three more episodes so tonight. So, Infinity Pool, uh, I give it a five. Also a five from the Broadster. And uh, give us penis or give us death. Absolutely, Aaron Toll. Thank you for that. I love. Yeah, that's beautifully <laughs> said. It's poetic. It is. It is. Um, we'll see you next time. Uh, on the podcast for the recently deceased. Uh, For now, uh, I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care.